0: Today, we are talking about the five rules for getting more customers. I'll tell you right now, the most advanced marketers in the world aren't doing all five of these well. You have an opportunity to grow your business today by just doing one of them right. Stick around. I'm going to walk through all five of them in complete detail and give you actionable takeaways to do each one better than you are today. Before we get back to today's show, here's a quick word from HubSpot. Finding a service solution that helps you better connect with customers and keep them happy can feel impossible. Like try to remember the name of that guy you just met at a networking event. Was it Ron? Could it be Don or John or Sean? Yeah, that kind of impossible. HubSpot's new service hub can help. Well, with the service solution part at least, it brings service and success together on one powerful platform for the first time ever. With an AI powered help desk and an AI chat pot that handles frontline tickets fast. Plus it comes with a customer success workspace that helps reps anticipate customer needs and a full 360 view of every customer. So your go-to-market team can keep up on the pulse of accounts before trying to upsell or cross sell. Also you can scale support and drive retention and revenue. And you know what that means, better service and happier customers at every stage of the journey. Visit hubspot.com service to do more for your customers today. I'm your host, Kit Bodner, CMO at HubSpot. Special solo episode of the podcast today. Kieran is getting some well-deserved rest and relaxation. And so I wanted to come to you with the heat today. Here are the five rules for getting more customers. I don't care what kind of business you are. You might be a doctor's office. You might be an architecture firm. You might be a huge technology company. With these five rules, you can get more customers subsequently get more revenue without spending more money of your own. All right. Rule number one, you have to improve website conversion rates. I want to tell you a story about the early days of my time at HubSpot. So we had a website. It was converting really well. Our landing pages were converting over 50%. But I noticed something. I noticed that we didn't have a phone number on our website. I was like, oh, we've been so obsessed with getting our conversion rate perfect with these landing pages that we didn't realize that there were some people who were still adopting the internet and just wanted to call us. And so we put our phone number on our website and it was a game changer. We, they became our highest converting leads. We developed a whole team of people to handle them back in the early days of the business. And it was like a simple math formula, right? Your highest converting leads, you know how many people are calling. You know, if you put this phone number on more pages on your website, more people are going to call and subsequently you get more customers. It's like, it seems so obvious in retrospect, right? You're like, how was I not doing this from day one? But most of the things that I'm going to share with you today are just like that. There are things that you would think, oh, everybody does that, right? No, everybody does not do it. And I'm sure there's at least one or two of these five rules that you're not doing or some aspect that you're not doing. And so when it comes to improving your website conversion rates, there are a few things and I want to give you some secrets to take away here. The secrets of having a great conversion rate on your website is a couple things. The first is you need to have a consistent message and flow from however people are discovering your website to the actual website experience. So for example, let's say you are running an ad on Facebook or Instagram for your business and you talk about your product in a specific way, the landing page or website page that that ad sends them to needs to talk about the product in the same exact way. And if it does, people are going to draw that connection and be like, oh, I'm in the right place. I need to keep going. The second you don't have that consistency, people stop taking action and they're like, oh, I must be confused. This isn't for me. I got to go somewhere else. When it comes to website conversion rate, you have to be obvious and you can't expect the customer to do the work. You have to do all the work. You have to make it so easy, so simple that the customer just naturally follows your process. They don't even think about it. And so, the first thing you need to do with improving website conversion rates is all about aligning your message from the very first start of discovery through your website experience. That's one. The second thing I will tell you: I have run thousands or tens of thousands of A/B tests in my life. I cannot tell you how many. And an A-B test is when you have one image, one page versus another page with a different title. You're basically testing some element of a page to see, oh, does this make that page convert better or worse? And what I will tell you, the number one thing that impacts the conversion rate of your landing page has nothing to do with an A-B test. It has to do with what you're offering. Our highest converting landing pages at HubSpot sometimes in history, were some of our ugliest. Some of the ones you would not expect, but they were offering something so compelling. For a long time for us, it was we were offering highly educational content or research that people would have had to go and pay hundreds or thousands of dollars for. We were giving that to them for free. And that is one of the things I obsess about is how do you offer somebody 10 times more value than they could get for anywhere else, any place, not just from a competitor, but literally anywhere else on the internet. Because if you can do that, then your page is going to convert. That's not going to matter what the color is. Is it going to matter what the headline says? If your offer is good, the page is going to convert. That is the number one thing that you can do to drive website conversion rate. So number one rule of getting more customers is increase your website conversion rate. Few things do. Phone number on website. Keep the message consistent from the way that customers discover you through the final conversion event. The last thing, what you're offering is the most important thing to drive conversion. Make that 10 times more valuable than anything that they can find anywhere else, and you will see amazing conversion rates, and you will see your business grow. Okay, rule number two, you got to follow up on leads faster. You would be shocked how many people take hours, days, weeks, and or never follow up with people who are trying to buy things from them. It is incredible. How bad that is. And so there are a few things that we all can do. The first thing you could do is do automation and have automation to follow up with leads for you. You want to have chat on your website that has an automated response, hopefully with AI, but even if it's just basic automation, that's great where your customers can get answered and get engaged with in real time. The next thing you want to do is you want to have some type of email automation on behalf of a person. So if you have a salesperson or you have a sales team, somebody comes and express interest, they should get an email that's from that sales rep with all the basic information, everything that they would need. And if they respond, that email goes directly to that salesperson, just like it was a one-to-one email that they had sent. We do all of this in HubSpot. You can do this in a host of automation platforms, but this type of automation ensures that you get the follow-up to happen as quickly as possible, And immediately spark that connection between a potential buyer and a salesperson, if you have a sales-led sale, or if it's an e-commerce sale, that automation can drive upgrades or future sales after that initial sale. So the number one thing you can do is to follow up with leads faster is automation. The next thing you can do is have what's called a sales SLA. So you set expectations if you're running a sales-based business. Many people have salespeople that they have to engage or connect with a lead within a certain period of time. And what you wanna do is you don't wanna do this for all types of leads. You wanna do this for your best and hottest leads. And so you need some way to categorize your leads. Normally the people you wanna follow up with the fastest are the people who are a good fit for your product or service and then expressed a lot of intent, a lot of interest in your product or service. And if they meet those criteria, you want sales to follow up with them immediately. And you wanna set, oh, for those, a handful of people every day, we wanna follow up with them within an hour, within four hours, within eight hours, whatever that may be, but at the bare minimum within 24 hours. Because what I will tell you is all the data out there is that the close rate, and the close rate is what the likelihood of that lead becoming a customer, it starts going down after you wait 10 minutes. After 10 minutes, it starts dropping. And then after about a day, it gets real bad. And after a couple of days, it's basically non-existent. And so the data is on your side that faster lead response time is gonna lead to more customers. That's rule number two. Rule number three for getting more customers, build a customer referral program. And customer referrals are all about putting your existing customers to work for you to help you get more new customers. One of the best things you can do is to have customer evangelists who market your product for you. One of my favorite companies that does this is 8Sleep. I bet you I have sold 20 8Sleep mattresses. And I've got nothing for it, personally, because I love the product so much. But they have an amazing referral program where if I refer you and I give you my referral code, you get, I think it's $250, $300 off the price of an 8Sleep mattress. And 8Sleep is this awesome temperature-controlled mattress. I've never slept better. And... It's a high consideration purchase where you actually need somebody to refer it. You need some credibility to go and spend that money. And what they have done is they have integrated that customer referral program into their social, into their email marketing. Any of the customer touch points you are gonna have with them, you are going to discover that you have an opportunity to refer customers and your friends or family are gonna get that discount, and then you're gonna get an additional discount or savings of any future products, which is kind of the typical mechanics of a good customer referral program is that both The person that's doing the referring and the person that's getting the referral both get some type of economic benefit, some type of of discount, some type of credit, whatever that may be. But a customer referral program is perfect because it takes your best customers, your top 10 to 20% of customers and turns them into salespeople for you. And you don't need to have a ton of customers to have a customer referral program. If you have 20, 30, 40, 50 customers, you can start even with just a basic email to them that says, hey, we really appreciate you being a customer. Do you know anybody who might be a fit for our product or service that would benefit? Because I know that you've benefited in these ways from working with us. Just asking for the referral, you'll be shocked at how many referrals will actually come through and your ability to grow the business. I love what Eight Sleep's doing. If you're looking for an example, you can go and sign up for their email and kind of see how they're running their own customer referral program. But that's rule number three, build a customer referral program if you wanna get more customers. Our fourth rule, it is all about net promoter score. And you're like, net promoter what's? All right, net promoter score is a way to measure how happy your customers are. This connects a lot to rule number three that we just talked about, the customer referral program. Your customers are only gonna refer your product if they're really happy. And if you think about net promoter score, it is a proxy for positive word of mouth. Like even if you didn't have a referral program, like me, I just, I'm like, oh, I sleep great. My eight sleeps transformative. That is positive word of mouth. And that's what's pretty incredible. And I want to tell you a story. Years ago, I was talking to the person who was running marketing at Asana. He's an awesome guy. And I was like, oh, talk to me about what you do for your marketing. And well, he's like, well, people really love our product. And we have a really high net promoter score. And a net promoter score, to kind of interrupt the story, you basically send a survey that says, how likely are you to recommend this product to a friend on a scale of one to 10? And why are you likely to do so? And what you do is anybody who rates your product a nine or a 10 are promoters. Anybody who rates your product a five, six, seven, or eight are neutral. And anybody who rates your product a one to four are detractors. And so you take all of the promoters and you take all of your detractors and you subtract your promoters from your detractors. And that gives you a final score. And an okay score is like 20. A really good score is like 40. A great score is above 60. And the Asada score was a great score. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's incredible. And he's like, yes, it is a huge way we build and grow our business is through the word of mouth of our customers. It's how we attract a lot of our customers and how we bring those customers on. And I thought that was a pretty incredible lesson in, oh gosh, if you just get feedback from your customers, you fix their problems, you're going to get more customers because they're going to be so happy. The magic of that net promoter score survey is not that score, that one to 10 score. There's a empty text box below, which is like, why did you give this score? And what you want to do is you want to look at, well, why do people really like us? And how can we do more of that? And why don't people like us more? Why, why are people unhappy? And what can we do to fix that? And that feedback loop of taking that feedback and going and fixing it is like the ultimate hack for improving your MPS. You go to your product team or your sales team or your customer service team, whatever, whoever needs to hear that feedback because they need to adjust some process, pricing, a product feature, whatever it may be, that is how you get better. Because you're always going to have things that people don't like. Your job with NPS, and here's the magic of NPS, is you want to take those things that people like, you want to solve them and get them off so that the next time you do the survey, there's a new complaint people have. You want to constantly be tackling new problems and iterating and making your product and your company better and better. Because one, in doing that, you make your customers exceptionally happy, likely to more customers. Two, they see that you're listening and they're like, oh, I can trust this company. I can stick around long term. So a bonus is your existing customers are going to be happier and stick around longer. So not only are they going to help you get more customers, they're going to keep paying you money for longer and longer periods of time. And that is pretty incredible. And so That is all about how you increase your word of mouth by focusing on your net promoter score. That is as simple as just emailing a survey to your customers, a survey that you can build for free, and then just acting on the feedback. It is not asking you to spend thousands or millions of dollars. It is doing something that shows your customers care to drive that word of mouth. That was our rule of getting customers number four. All right, our last one. One of my favorites, I'm biased, I'm a marketer. Number five is you gotta get more traffic to your website. If you want more customers, you've done all of the first four things. Wow, the people who know about you are buying at a much higher level if you do the first four rules. So now you're like, all right, obviously I need more people. I need more people to know about my business. I need more people coming to me. How the heck do I do that? All right, and this is how I recommend you do this. You have to obsess about one or two core channels to get more traffic to your website. The problem that most businesses have when it comes to getting website traffic is that they spread themselves way too thin. They basically say, oh, well, I need to do some email, I need to do some social media, I need to do some organic search, I need to do some ads, I need to do all these things. The best companies, the companies that grow the fastest and get the most customers, they become experts at one or two things. They become the best YouTuber in the world. They become the best podcaster. They become the best at email marketing. At HubSpot, we became amazing at organic search in creating and ranking content to be discovered in Google. So my very first job was I ran the HubSpot blog. And I increased the HubSpot blog traffic as one person, 5x from a couple hundred thousand visits to over a million Visits every month. And how I did that was simply focusing on an organic search strategy. What are the topics that people are out there searching for? How do I write the best thing that matches to what those things are searching for? And how do I promote that article so other people link to it and I get authority and Google thinks it's one of the best resources on that topic? Right. And that sounds like very overtly simple, but it works. It works. And if you're a business out there and you are not focused on organic search, I would highly, highly encourage you to make that one of your core channels for getting more traffic. The two common most channels will be organic search and paid advertisements. If you could get really great at those two things, you can build a big and successful business. Yeah. As you scale and you get really big, you'll need to do more, but if you're, I'm, you can build a great business and I'm talking A double digit million dollar business, 10, 50, 90 million dollar business just off of those two channels. Because the crazy thing is, the reason this is the case is that HubSpot blog that I worked on, gosh, now 13 years ago, it's now doing tens of millions of visits a month. And all those articles, even the ones that I wrote 13 years ago, are still getting read by people today. There's a compounding benefit to it. Just like you put money in a retirement account and it accrues interest and compounds over the years, content does the same thing. So if you're thinking about website traffic, you need a compounding source. Ads are great and ads are gonna get you quick traffic, but they're not going to get you any traffic once you stop paying. Once you stop paying, ad goes away, no more people come into your business. So you solve that by having some compounding source of traffic. There's a lot of ways to do this. Social compounds, email can compound if you have a great email newsletter. The best is organic search. Organic search is the most compounding, and you can do organic search both via text uh, and focusing on a platform like Google, or you're watching this video on YouTube. YouTube is an underpenetrated channel for organic search. If you can just focus on creating great videos around the search topics that people care about on YouTube that are related to your business, they will come to you. And a great example of that is you have a product and that product has use cases. The thing I would encourage you all right now, have a YouTube channel, create videos about the very specific use cases of the product. So like for our product UpSpot, it's like, oh, how would I store leads in a CRM? How would I automate my leads in a CRM? How do I publish a blog article? Those are use cases, things that people are gonna do with our product. In creating videos of those, you can go check out the HubSpot product channel. We're seeing great success in people searching for how to do those things, coming, watching those videos, and then wanting to take that action and doing that within HubSpot. And so even if you've never created an article or a video before, pick one, focus, and you will be shocked at just the compounding effect of just doing that consistent month over month, you will get more traffic and subsequently you'll get more customers. All right, so those are the five rules of getting more customers. Improve your website conversion rate, follow up on your leads faster, build a customer referral program, improve your net promoter score, and obviously one of my favorites, get more traffic to your website. Leave a comment in the YouTube if you have other rules for getting more customers that you follow. I'd love to hear them. I'd love for you to share it with everyone. Please hit that like and subscribe button. And we'll be back with you very soon on another episode of Marketing. We'll be right back. But before, let me tell you about another podcast I love. Nudge, hosted by Phil Agnew, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Ever noticed how the smallest changes can have the biggest impact? On Nudge, you learn simple evidence-backed tips to help you kick bad habits, get a raise, grow a business. Every bite-sized 20-minute show comes packed with practical advice. Nudge is fast-paced, but it's still insightful with real-world examples that you can apply. listen to Nudge wherever you get your podcasts.